0: Here's what's coming up on this week's show.
1: If you're going to be putting your time and effort into something for someone for free, that's much more deeper than like a free lead magnet where somebody opts in with their email, I think you should be a little bit picky. The Beat.
0: Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to The Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. Now, before we go any further, whether you're here like for the first time or you're not, and you've heard us before, do us a favour. Go and hit subscribe or follow on the uh, platform that you're listening to us on uh, so you don't miss out on future episodes. That'd be nice. And uh, get in touch as well. Leave us your comments, your feedback. Let us know what you like, what you'd like us to maybe cover in future episodes. And uh, a review on your little podcast platform will be great because it helps the us up in podcast land. Oh, and at the end, we'll let you know details of how you can win in our competition: five hundred pounds of marketing skill for your business. How you doing, Claire? Do you know what today is? I, um, I might do. It's episode fifty. I know it is. It's a big five zero. How do we make it this far?
2: I don't know. Bonkers is my word just to for that, 50, wow.
0: So we've got our second return guest today.
2: We have, and we are going to be talking about how much you should do for free when you run a business.
0: I am so guilty of giving away too much for nothing.
2: No, absolutely. It's really easy to, I think, fall into that trap. So, yeah, it's a really important topic.
0: So we need a top quality expert to help us out with this one. And we've invited Haley Roback, who was with us last summer talking about how to close a sale. She's a business coach from just outside Chicago. And her no-nonsense approach is absolutely perfect for this topic. So we're going to find out from her how much we should be giving away for free, whether we should be giving stuff away for free at all and how do we know when to stop this is the big little business show okay Haley. so first off and this may seem like a really strange question should you give anything away for free and if so
1: why yes so i think that you should definitely give away things for free if it's something that's going to bring someone a quick win and quickly build no like and trust factor because trust has to be earned, especially in today's market and today's online world. And so people become more skeptical when they're making purchases, when they're working with somebody. So I think it's just really important to use your freebie. So you're using it to get benefit too. So I think a lot of people think I'm just giving something away for free. Crap. I hate that. (laughs) But the truth is you're getting something in return, which is potentially a customer because they've been able to experience something for free that brings them value. And now they're in the door. You have the foot in the door. That's, that is why you want to use freebies.
2: It's almost like giving them just a little taster, isn't it? A little sample of what you can do. Yeah.
0: Do you think the giving stuff away part is a bit easier than the charging part? It's just kind of, I think some people love what they do so much. They would just do it for free.
1: Yes. So I think that when people choose to give away something for free there. It's kind of like in their inhibitions about sales or about offering something, they, it goes away because they're like, well, it's free. So why wouldn't you get on this? But I would hope that business owners could feel that way about their paid offer and want to offer it to people and feel like it's so amazing. And you're selling like a very valuable, luxurious item for a very great deal. Um, and my goal would be that you have that for both when you give away freebies and when you're selling your actual product. But for some people who are in the beginning of their business, or they want to start growing their email list, or they want to start growing their audience, or they're, you know, they're really trying to give people a taste of what they do. um, I think it, it can be an easy way to get started to offer something for
0: free I guess you've got to be really careful when you do this I mean and I have to say I hold my hands up I am so guilty of doing stuff for free and I think Haley, you and I spoke about this the last time we were on the podcast together if you run a business and you're doing something you absolutely love doing yeah I'd quite happily do it for nothing because I love doing it but at some point I've got to pay my mortgage so right. I've got to charge for it um and I guess you must bump into a lot of people who follow that kind of pattern
1: yeah and I think that The key here, because a lot of people think, well, I love doing it, so shouldn't I feel kind of bad for charging for it? And I completely disagree with that. I think if you love doing something and you're really good at it and you're really passionate about it and you carefully are crafting your skills around it because you love it so much, that makes it all the more valuable. And I think the key when you're giving away things for free is to have boundaries with it, meaning you don't wanna offer this to everyone You want to offer it to people who, and and it depends on what you're giving away, but if you're, for example, let's say you're offering a free trial, you want to offer that to people who are already engaged in what you do, would already have a use for it to keep going with you and who you feel would be really successful with your product or service and would be someone who's demonstrated that they pay for services like that. So it sounds, you know, some people might take that as well, you know, isn't that kind of picky, but yeah, you should be picky when it comes to giving If you're gonna be putting your time and effort into something for someone for free, that's much more deeper than like a free lead magnet where somebody opts in with their email. I think you should be a little bit picky. Yeah,
0: absolutely right. You want there to be an end point. You don't want to be just sort of giving away stuff forever. Right. I mean, we'll come on to social media in a bit more detail later on because that's a bit different, isn't it? Because you're nurturing perhaps a colder lead or you don't know at which stage of the sales process they're going to be. But the thing I really want to know is where do I get to the point where I can start saying to myself,
1: really should be charging for this? Yeah. Okay, good question. So I think there's... Two different examples we can go with. So when you're choosing what to give away for free, you want to pick something that is going to create quick results, that's not going to take someone months and months to complete. You want to pick something that will give them so much value that they'll be like, why am I not paying this person? But in a way that's scalable, meaning you can't just say, I'm going to give everybody my three month coaching package for free, because then you're gonna completely tap out and that's not scalable. So you also wanna make sure it's scalable and you wanna make sure that it's um, not something that is like we said, like ongoing and really long. And then the other side of it is when it comes to um, what you don't wanna give away for free. One, part of what you're doing when you're giving away a freebie is getting somebody pre qualified and prepped to understand why they should continue working with you. So you want to make sure when you are giving away something for free, it's not just about the what, but it's also about the why. Like, why continue with this? Why bother? So you want to make sure that it's educational in a way that they understand, okay, this actually makes sense for me to keep doing it. So I think you need to have them experience it but it needs to be scalable and it needs to be something that's not going to drag out forever and ever.
2: Yeah. I guess it comes down to almost managing their, their, their expectations as to how much is free, but then also just giving them enough that if they shouldn't continue with you, they feel that they're missing out. So I guess that's, that's quite a, a fine balance with that. So when do you feel would be the right time or is there such a thing as a right time to actually let them know this is what you can have for free And at which point you would then start to look at charging them for that
1: service? So I think there's two different paths. The first path is, I just want to back up. There's three different kinds of leads. There's leads who don't even know they have a problem, aren't really researching anything. They just, maybe they just followed you because they saw something that was kind of interesting, but they're not really that serious. Second, there's leads who have a problem, who maybe liked your account and wanna read your tips and they wanna learn from you and maybe they're not ready to buy yet. And then there's the third category, which is like hot leads. Like they really want help. They know they have a problem. They're actively searching for somebody to pay to solve this problem. So when it comes to what's the right timing, you have to ask yourself, what kind of lead am I dealing with? Because if you're dealing with people in the second category where they're kind of interested, they're kind of looking around, that kind of thing, you might wanna offer them something that is not your most labor intensive freebie. You might want to offer them a freebie that's a lead magnet like a opt-in where they get your free video training about how to do x, y and z and it's a pre-recorded video training so it's totally not taking up your time. They might start with that and then you continue to nurture them and follow up and lead to a bigger free opportunity which might be like a free trial or we have a money back guarantee or we have you know something that's a little more, for the serious people who might be looking to take the next step with you. And that can be when you offer something that's free, but that might be a little more um, trying to convert afterwards.
0: Yeah, I get that. So with, with these three different types of potential client, when you're kind of mapping this out, would it be a good idea to work out at which point you're going to, in the sales process, you're going to start talking about money? Is it good to sort of plan that up front so you know where, at which step you need to start having that conversation?
1: Yeah, I think that that comes down to having a funnel, really. And that's what a funnel is, 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 you know, somebody comes in, they are a cold lead. What do you need to tell them? What do you need to help them with? What do you need to show them to build know, like and trust? Then at some point, you know, you're going to start saying, here's what I do. Here's what I offer. Here's what I can offer you. Is that something you're interested in? And then you get to the third step, which is like, well, are you qualified? Is this something that's going to be a good fit for both of us and making that real proposal?
0: I guess if you've got a serious lead, though, Haley, Mm -hmm. you might even want to have a little bit of or flag up that money conversation up front, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah. Absolutely yeah some not everybody has to go through a funnel before they make a decision. There's people who are fast action takers and they just want to get something taken care of they don't need to be on your email list or you know be following you for a long time. So in those cases, absolutely make an offer and help them solve their problems so they're not continuing to look at you know all the free stuff and trying to piece it together and feeling overwhelmed.
2: The social media, obviously plays a huge part in how we can maybe entice our audience into finding out um, a little bit more. And something actually that I find quite difficult, and I have to really concentrate when I'm doing um, social media posts is to not give away too much, because then there's no reason for people to ultimately go to the place that you'd like them to go to. What would you say in terms of maybe giving people enough to be interested, but without actually giving too much away so then there's no incentive for them to go to the next step.
1: Totally. And this is a really common struggle and something that I struggled with in the past too and I always use the analogy that my business partner and mentor um, Paul Barry shared with me, which is okay, so we have these free sample bars. Think of it as like when you go to the grocery store, you go to Costco or something and they have the free sample bars. There will always be people who go to the free sample bar, never intending to buy anything. They're just filling up on the free samples. They're like, oh my gosh!" That's true.
0: Oh yeah, guilty of that so much.
1: I love Costco. So that's part one. So that you're always going to have these people who want a free sample, want to fill up on the free samples. But the way I just share how to decide what to share for free versus what's in your program is you want to think of the free samples as the samples. So they're smaller. They're not as filling as the full meal. And then your program or your product is the full meal. It's everything. It's why you need to do this in this order. It's step-by-step. It's my personal support. It's this, 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 this. And so, and I speak a lot in terms of service providers because I work with a lot of service providers, but even if you have a product, um, your sample would be something that is less, but it's still aligned with your transitioning to the bigger product. And so I think that's how you have to think about it. And what the other thing I want to share with you is that if you give away great free content, I am totally all for that because I think that there will always be people who just want the easier route and to pay you. And there will always be the people who are just tire kickers and you have to just come to terms with that. They're going to be there and that's fine. And the other thing you have to do though, if you're going to put this time into this amazing free content is don't be afraid to make calls to action and offers To the people liking it, commenting on it, you know, sharing it, et cetera, have calls to action, make offers in your post too. Because if you're going to give all that away for free, and this is a big mistake I see people giving away all the stuff for free, but they never ever talk about what they do, they never promote anything, they never make an offer, they never follow up with people who are engaged. And that's where the real challenge comes in when you don't do that.
0: Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it, with some things? I mean, let's hold our hands up and be honest. I mean, while we're doing this podcast, because we like to offer some help and we feel there's a need for it, we obviously both talk about what we do, Claire. And if people want to come and knock on our door and find out more about that, then then great. But at the same time, it's difficult. Isn't it? it's, a, it's a fine balance, though, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I know you do a podcast as well, Haley. So I guess you kind of fall into this problem as well. It's difficult to know how much it should be a sales conversation and how much it should be you know, offering a bit of help to someone.
1: Yeah, I think it's all about how you approach it. Because to me, part of your content strategy like there's a couple different parts of your content strategy. There's going to be teaching and education. There's going to be, you know, maybe entertainment value. There's going to be, um, social proof. Like maybe you share a testimonial or something, but I think if you work into your content, things like I was having a conversation with a client and she was really hesitant to sign up. And she said, these, these, this, and this, and what I told her was this, this, and this. And that is why in my program we do X, Y, and Z. Like, there's a way to work it in to your content without it being like, Hey, everyone, I am coming on and doing an ad right now. This program includes this, this, and this, and you need to buy it. I
0: hate doing, I really, I don't know about you, Claire, but I hate doing that. I almost feel like a bit, you know, almost embarrassed to do it.
1: Yeah. I think you have to work it into the conversation and make sure your content is around, you know, what can naturally transition into talking about your offer and, Here's the other thing, it doesn't always have to go straight to your offer. You can ask yourself, what's the next touch point or next step that they need to for it to become very natural for me to talk about my offer? So in other words, you might not say on your podcast, hey guys, I have a program, it's six thousand dollars and da-da-da-da. You know, you should buy it. You might I wish tell-
0: I had a program that was six thousand dollars, Haley. I'm telling you that now. <laughs> right,
1: right. But that would be totally out of random and out of place. Right. But you might say something like, Hey guys, you know, I am opening up free. Let's say I'm a service. I'm a consultant. Um, I'm opening up free mini sessions. You're going to get to experience X, Y, and Z. We're going to share with you X, Y, and Z. Um, and we're going to explore if the new da, da 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 is a fit for you. If this is something you've been curious about and you've always wanted to know how to X, Y, and Z, you know, maybe book your free call. Da, 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 da. And that's like much more natural for the next step than it is to just like drop your program features and benefits in the middle of a podcast that's a nice approach actually Haley. that's that's really yeah
0: i like that yeah really really good answer
1: thanks <laughs> so
2: when you schedule a call with someone and they, you know, would like to know more or sort of understand more about what you do or how potentially you could work together. I've also actually found this a bit of a challenge. Um Would there be for that sort of call a different time limit to maybe somebody who was wanting to talk directly um, about your service.
0: I did this last week, right? Someone uh, I met on a networking meeting that said, can we jump on? I just want to pick your brains about a couple of things. Um, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, no problem. How much do I let them pick my brains?
1: Right. That is my least favourite phrase ever.
0: What, pick your brains?
1: Yes. I freaking <laughs> hate that statement. Because <laughs> that sounds so terrible, right? Like who wants to get their...
0: It's gross.
1: It does. It sounds painful. Yeah. <laughs> who wants to have their brain picked? And- <laughs> So um, yes, so I think you need to decide what your boundaries are. So for me, if, um, you know, there's two different kinds of calls, there's the discovery call, like Claire said, like, or like the more of the, they're actually really interested. They want to know what's the details and how do they sign up. And then there's a kind of call where um, it might just be a networking call or they might say, hey, you, you look really good at X, Y, and Z. Maybe you can help me. I don't know, I just kind of want to pick your brain type of thing. So you ultimately can say, okay, yeah, like I offer a 20-minute networking chat. Or one thing you might want to start with is insert one of your free pieces of content you've put time and effort into and say, you know, if this is works well for you and you've given a shot, um, let's hop on a, a call to go deeper and see if I can help you with my XYZ, you know, whatever your program or product or whatever is it's important to know going into your calls what kind of call it is by having either some kind of form they fill out beforehand like what's your struggle
0: oh that's a great idea again it gives you thinking time as well doesn't it yeah you can maybe do a bit of research perhaps right. on on not only the question but also them
1: right and if if you read it and you realize this is I can't even help this person or they clearly just want to pick my brain or whatever you can just say hey I checked out your you know, questions that you filled out in the calendar for a call. And I think you're actually going to be a better fit for starting with my free blah, blah, blah guide. I think having some questions before a call, because sometimes here's what you might also notice. They can't even lift a finger to fill out a couple questions. And that is a true sign that they're really just kind of bopping around and want to hop on a all that's a free for all
0: right very good yeah
2: i do truly believe that by them actually completing those questions is showing a certain degree of commitment prior to the call in the first place
0: yeah definitely i hadn't even thought about that that's so good i mean i know we're kind of uh, alluding to or talking about how you would do this kind of stuff if you were offering a service but what about if you've got a product uh, what do you do with freebies like that? I don't know. Uh, let me think. i think of a, a product. Oh, no, let's say you're selling...
2: I was going to say cheese. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, okay. Let's just say you're selling cheese uh, and you've got this great range of cheeses. Yeah. Like you say, they come into your shop and they sample the cheese. Mm-hmm. How much do you give them? At which point do you say, you need to buy my freaking cheese here? <laughs> um, what, you know, what, what, where's the line? Yeah,
1: so, okay. So two things come to mind. I'm such a service based person, but I have worked for product based companies. And it's, it's harder, I'm going to be honest with you, it's harder as a product based company. What I would suggest is that you, for example, let's go to the cheese. um,
0: (laughs) The Cheese people.
1: (laughs) What what you want to do is you want to be building a community. So I if I had a cheese shop, I would probably have like a monthly zoom that's online because every you know, with COVID and everything, but like also just you could always do this online with your email list, your customers and say, we do a monthly cheese and wine, like tasting and call or something. And you could have, I guess with the tasting, you'd have to send it to them, but you could do it in your shop too. I can
0: just watch you, watch you eating it. Say, look, this is so nice. You're missing out big time here. <laughs> <So
1: good>. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, no. So you could actually have it in the shop, but um, if you were going to not do the tasting, you could do it on Zoom and say, like, we're going to teach you how to, you know, pair your cheeses and your wines, bring a friend, you get a coupon, you know, whatever, right? So you could do something like that, or you can bring everybody into the store, have a fixed amount of samples you put out, but everybody has to ring people. So maybe there's some kind of thing about if you bring a friend, you buy one cheese, they get one 50% off or, or something where it's obviously you, you'd have to make it. Mutually beneficial. Mm,
0: Yes, I like that. I've got some special cheese, but you can't even smell it until you bring a friend. My mouth is (laughs) watering.
1: Talking about (laughs) cheese, but something that requires more traffic into your place, right? And then you decide how much you're going to put out for the samples, and that's all. And then there's some kind of incentive of if you bring more people, or if you buy today, or if you you know do something. Now you get some kind of benefit. So,
2: if you are asking, um, sorry, if you are delivering something for free and you're thinking about how potentially that could, you know, indeed obviously help that person, but also move your business forward, are there any particular things that you think of that you can think of that you could ask them to give you in return for offering
1: yes. something yes. for free? Right. So, everything you give away for free does have a return, whether you realize it or not. If you give a free trial or you give a free coaching session or you give a free samples, you can always ask for, would you be open to, you know, making a quick review or testimonial or something like that, just about how you felt before and how you feel now or whatever. You could also always ask for a referral, like, Hey, you've gotten to test this out. Do you know anybody who's struggling with X, Y, and Z who might also enjoy this? And I have a referral program or I have some kind of referral thing. And then the last thing is, you could ask them to like, if if you're trying to create brand awareness, you can be like, hey, you get this free ice cream scoop or whatever, and if you post it on social media with the tag.
0: Oh, now we're on ice cream, man. What are you doing to me, Haley?
1: <laughs> I know, right? Stop. <laughs> then they're excited because they're gonna get shared on your story, or the, you know, they're sharing, they're blasting you out to their friends. So. Those, I would say those are some things you could do. That's brilliant.
0: It, it's actually hard enough to get mm. uh, reviews and testimonials from people at the best of times. But if you're saying to people, oh, if you're going to come up and do like a 20-minute call with me or you know, or sample some of my cheese or ice cream, then yeah, write this down. Let me know what you think about it. Give me marks out of 10 or, or th- let's just do a quick video so you can tell us what you thought about the, 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 the advice that I gave you.
1: Right. Make it really easy for them. Like, hey, you know, just we're wrapping up now, but it's okay if I just film... Two seconds of this where you say what you got out of it or something yeah that's true because a lot of
2: people get confused i think if you ask for a testimonial they're stuck because they're not quite sure what they should write or what you expect them to write but actually that's a much more natural way of doing it
0: yeah if you hit them with it i think actually that's better because they're uh, they're talking from their heart and giving their gut reaction rather than deliberating over it and giving you something that perhaps might not be so genuine.
1: Right. Yeah. Asking a guided question can be helpful because then it makes it easier for them. Absolutely.
2: Okay. So um, let's finish with a recap. So what would be your top three things when um, people are looking at balancing their free services versus, versus their paid services?
1: I think the first thing is it all, your results are going to depend on what you're embodying and what you're putting out there. Cause One thing I just forgot to share is that in the past, when I first started my business, I think because I was reflecting that I was less confident or like, you know, I don't know, shy on video or something, I attracted people who were expecting more things for free, you know, tire kickers, et cetera when I started to grow and change and like become really confident in my offer and have killer testimonials and all the things, suddenly I found that the people I, I never get asked to do free services. I don't like the people I attract are totally different now. I don't know if it's because I'm showing up differently or what, but I don't even have, maybe they're, they're just repelled from me now. I don't know. But that's the first thing. I can't believe
0: that for a second, Hayley. I don't
1: think so, Hayley. (laughs) I I don't know. But the the point I'm trying to make is that how you show up and how confident you are in your offer will either cause a lot of people asking for things for free or get you paying customers. That's the first thing.
0: So what you're saying is don't be a pushover.
1: Right. Now, you don't need to be a a a-hole or entitled or cocky or anything, but yeah be serious this is your job this is your career you shouldn't be doing it for
2: hold it high really you know that's why you're doing it you know hold, hold it high and believe in what you're doing and people always pick up on that energy
1: right and then the second thing is remember that the freebie needs to be about not only about giving them a quick win or results in advance but it also needs to communicate or help them see why continuing is important. And then the third thing I would say is when you're choosing to give something away for free that you feel is very valuable, make sure you're giving it to people who will actually appreciate it, who will be engaged, who are potential Clients.
0: yeah that third one's really valuable and that's um, yeah that's something I'm definitely gonna be writing down I just have <laughs> it's worth pointing out at this stage that uh, there are 49 other great big little business show episodes available on a myriad of different topics and uh, Haley is only our second return guest and if you want to check out her previous episode which is all about closing a sale uh, with some really top advice in there Mm. Uh, and this is why we love having you on because you you don't mess about you just go straight in for the kill because Mm. that's what you've got to do isn't it if you if you want to um, make a living at what you're doing you can't muck around
1: I am super direct and I really appreciate when people are direct with me back I don't like all this like fluffy added unnecessary language (laughs) that's not you know like i'm just like that's just how i am so thank you
0: i love that about you so we always finish off the episode with a set of questions inspired by inside the actor studio the same set of questions every week although hayley you'll be pleased to hear that six months into 2021 we've added some new questions and you're going to be the first person to answer them And because you've been on the show before, there are some questions that you've already answered. So we'll skip those and go straight to a new one. Are you ready? Okay. If time travel were possible, Haley, what would you like to say to your 10-year-old self?
1: Oh, boy. Okay. Um, I think it would be the worst thing that can happen is a feeling. And your thoughts create your feelings, which create your actions, which create your results. So pretty much you can create what you want. It's not outside of your control Ooh, yeah that was a
0: big answer I wasn't expecting something like that that's a cracking answer
1: oh thank you
2: okay um if you could do any other profession apart from what it is that you do now yeah what would you like to
1: do okay well if this was an actual job I would totally do it if it was my favorite thing is like walking going on walks and listening to podcasts so if that was ever a paid job I would love that
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah, that would be cool. I like
1: that. (laughs) Yeah, just do that. It doesn't benefit really anyone except for you, but whatever. Um, The other thing I would say is probably music. So I'd probably do tribute shows. Um, So I'd pick an artist and I would learn all their songs or their top hits and do like fun little shows of just that artist. So who would you do? Oh, I don't know. I would do. um, Well, definitely Madonna. Once again. Um, I would do, um, I don't know what, you know, you have to think about who I can actually sing like. Like, there's people I admire, but to sing their songs would be really hard.
0: I can't quite see you going on stage and being Madonna, Haley. I don't, that, that just, I can't quite picture that.
1: If you've ever watched a tour that she's done, like, the production of it is so amazing and not comparable to... Uh, anybody else
0: she's super inventive on her tours isn't she
1: yeah she has the best dancers it's so like flawless jump roping and like doing crazy tricks
0: would you do all that then would you if you were going to be doing the, this tribute would you be doing all that kind of stuff i
1: don't know i don't know this is going way <laughs> further <laughs> than <I've>
0: ever thought. <laughs> yeah, go i think we've started something now
1: <laughs> i wasn't i mean i don't know i gotta reconsider this career.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right final question if time travel were possible what would your 10-year-old self say to you?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, I guess she would say, I thought you would have been a famous singer. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was what I originally thought I wanted to do. I thought by college, I thought I wouldn't even need to go to college because by the time college rolled around, I'd already be touring. So your
0: 10-year-old self (laughs) might be a bit disappointed.
1: You know, she would, but to be honest, I realized I didn't want to do that. And I'm not the kind of musician who would like, live in my car and like you know I'm not that I I like it but I'm not like one of those that would just sacrifice everything for it
0: yeah if you're going to do it to that degree you've got to be proper hungry for it and be prepared to give up everything I guess haven't you
1: yeah exactly so my 10 year old self didn't know that just thought it would be really easy to just go on tour Oh, Haley, thank you so much. Um, I've made copious um,
2: notes, as of course I did with your last episode as well. So thank you so much for coming back onto the show. We really appreciate it. So if anybody would like to know a little bit more about yourself, um, where's the best place that they can find you?
1: Yeah, so the best place you can find me probably would just be to say hi on Instagram. So I'm at Haley underscore Rowe. H-A-I-L-E-Y underscore Ro, Rowe. R-O-W-E. I also have hayleyrow.com. That's my website. Um, Gopowerplayer.com, which is my other marketing services company website. And um, feel free to reach out and say you listen to the show. I'd love to connect with your audience.
0: This is The Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business.
2: Do you know what the big message that came from that?
0: Because there were lots, weren't there?
2: Well, I mean, I've got a whole page here, which was actually to really hold yourself in high regard as a business owner and don't feel that you have to be giving things away for free.
0: It's a really difficult thing, this, because we are in an environment now where, especially if you're uh, offering a service, you almost have to prove yourself before people part with their cash. And I guess that's something of the social media age because it never used to be like that unless you maybe were recommended someone by someone else. You've almost got to prove your worth. But yeah, you've also got to not undersell yourself I guess.
2: Yeah because I think what can happen what has a tendency to happen is we are so sure about what we can do to help people whether that be through a service um, or a product that we have that conversation with you with them if you like like a prospect call but then we so want to finish it and round it up nicely to give them a good quality service but we're actually not charging them at that point. So if we give away too much during that initial process to showcase the value in what we can do where do we go from that point there's nowhere else you can go
0: no that's true so it's almost worth having in mind if you if you're going to do like a free call with someone or something like that uh go into that call with the plan in your head that at some point during that call you're going to maybe flag up the conversation about a paid offering of some kind you've you've got that ready to go before you go into that call but rather than just leaving it hanging at the end
2: yeah and that's I think that's the key uh, well one of them <laughs> one of the keys
0: and that whole thing we were saying about yeah, offering Something you know, if you, if you give away something for free, if someone like like I said earlier on, someone wants to come and pick your brains on a topic or something, you can say well yeah let 's do that, but you know would you mind doing something for me in return
2: yeah and i don't think there's anything wrong with 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 saying that um, and what I really loved about the way that Haley talked about that was actually it 's straight up it 's non non complicated. Um, it's managing that person's expectations and making it very clear from the offset there's none of the woolly fluffy stuff in between just getting to the point and I love it I love her approach yeah
0: I do die too she is so direct she says it as it is and wish I was more direct like her.
2: I was just thinking the same.
0: So before we wrap up, and we alluded to it at the beginning of the podcast, we've got a little bit of a competition on the go.
2: We certainly have um, our very first competition, which will enable you should you enter to win 500 pounds worth of value towards your business. And it's in particular, a very interesting added value to your business because there's somebody that can offer you a really valuable tool to move your business forward. Do you know who that might be?
0: (laughs) Might be me. Might be me, Claire. So here's the deal, right? Everyone's marketing themselves on social media, some people more successfully than others. Uh, But you can't ignore the fact that on social media, video is huge and becoming bigger and bigger. Certainly through COVID, it really has exploded. So if you're not preparing and making video to sell yourself on social media, then you really are missing out big time problem with that is it can be quite difficult to do that's what you could win i can either come and make a video for you or we can spend a bit of time with me teaching you how to make your own uh, that look great that sound great that get the job done and get you in front of the people you want to be in front of Uh, so all you have to do if you want to enter it's dead easy just head over to the website biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk click on the link on the home page and then drop your email into the box uh, and then you're in the draw now if you're listening to this right now And it's not May 2021, then you are too late. Entry closes on the end of May 2021. Go to biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk, give us your email address, and um, sit there with your fingers crossed. So do you know what, Claire, I think you did such a great job last week that I think you should do the wrap-up again.
2: Really? (laughs) Okay. Are you ready? But don't talk. You were making me laugh last time. So don't make me giggle. You're not allowed to speak until I've done it, okay?
0: Not saying a word. You go.
2: I'm laughing at myself now. Okay, so that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much to our audience who have listened and are listening to many more of our episodes. Obviously, we are now have a catalogue of back episodes on our website no, Stuff on our website where you can find us at the big Not, I'm
0: not doing anything, not doing anything.
2: Stop it! I was—I I nearly had <laughs> no, done no, it to the on. end. You just came in halfway through. You can find us at thebiglittlebusinessshow.co.uk or on social media on LinkedIn, Facebook, and of course, not forgetting Clubhouse as well. So come and check out um, our recent episodes and make sure you subscribe to make sure that you do not miss out on any of our future episodes too.
0: That pretty much does it then. Say goodbye, Claire.
2: Bye bye. <laughs>
0: been listening to the big little business show with paul mumford and claire horsley you can subscribe to get the latest episodes via itunes spotify TuneIn, and everywhere you find your favorite podcasts come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on facebook too just search for big little business show